So I have the joy and privilege of celebrating a wedding in a couple of weeks. And the bride and groom-to-be, as is increasingly becoming the case, didn't meet at work or didn't meet at a social function. They met through a dating app. And I remember when that was first a thing, gosh, almost about 10 years ago now, you know, there was a lot of hand-wringing, ah, why are we doing this? This is destroying the normal social dynamic. What's happening? People are meeting online. It's never going to last. But I have to say, I've now celebrated quite a few weddings that started out that way, and it's a pretty big percentage, I believe now, of all Catholic weddings. And a lot of those marriages turned out beautifully. And I've been struck by that. And I think, you know, the Catholic Church isn't nearly as entrepreneurial as they should be. So I've developed my own app. But instead of matching up potential spouses, it matches up people with God. And I call it deusmatch.com. Now, in all seriousness, there's something to be learned from online dating apps. Because how do they basically work? And I don't care what people say. You're first drawn to someone by appearance, generally speaking. And I know people say, no, 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 I, I'm drawn to their description, their write-up. But a lot of times those are more bogus than the pictures, right? Um, I like long walks on the beach, reading Aristotle, and solving world hunger. You're drawn by the appearance. And then, yes, if you get past that, you are drawn somehow by how they describe themselves, what they like or what they don't like. But my point is, that's how it starts. And we shouldn't be ashamed of that. Can we be shallow? Yeah, I get all of that. But at the end of the day, ask any two happily married people, and there's something about the other that they find attractive. And that's where it starts. I'm mentioning this because in our little Grow series, we're asked to think about how do we develop in prayer? And what does it mean to really grow in the spiritual life? And if I'm brutally honest, I think a lot of times we drop the ball in the sense of saying, well, if you only knew Jesus better, or read this, or there's a great work of theology. But it has to start with attraction at some level. Because if it isn't there, then you're never going to be inspired to want to learn more. For those of you who are in loving relationships, or even if you remember your first crush, after you have that attraction, right, then you want to learn everything about the person. In a creepy way with social media, you can stalk them, but even before that, you try to know who do they know, where do they work, what can I learn about the person. That's the way it is. You're drawn in by an initial attraction, and the more you learn, either you say, boy, this ain't for me, or you're drawn in even deeper, right? I always say, the quickest way to kill a crush is to meet the person. But that's also the way to grow more deeply in authentic love, if that's where it's ultimately going. How is it that we grow in our relationship with God? Almost always it starts with some fascination or attraction. And so you see an example in our gospel today, famous one, right? The lepers, they get healed and only one comes back. But it's an interesting word in the gospel. The one who comes back, we're told, on his way realized that he was healed. Now, I've got to believe they all noticed. How could you not notice something like that? 
But that word realized, it's more than just, oh my gosh, I'm healed. It's the realization that there's something about this guy that is intriguing, to say the least, attractive, the lower bar, and something much, much higher than that. He wants to go back to say thank you, okay, but to really engage with this person. I want to know him more. There's something there that is drawing me. Yeah, it's great that I was healed, but there's something here I have to know. Our RCIA folks this morning are going to be considering true God and true man, right? The great title of Jesus. Seminarians take a whole class, Christology. It's like biology about Christ. How is it that Jesus is true God and true man? Isn't that mind-blowing theology? But my suggestion would be, and don't listen to me if you're doing it in the reverse order. Listen to Father Emmanuel. But start with true man. Because that's how the gospel started. Before they ever knew that this was the Son of God, they knew there was something about this man that was greatly and deeply attractive. I want to know him more. I want to know about him. I want to listen to what he says. Because I've trusted initially that inkling, and that trust has only led me more deeply into the journey. It starts with true man in relationship. And then it leads to true God. Theologically, of course, he's true God from the beginning. But usually in the spiritual life, we don't start with theology. And even if someone said, no, 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 why are you watering down the great Catholic intellectual tradition? I've got a whole series of DVDs telling me about it. It must be important. But if you're drawn to that intellectually, God bless you. But you're drawn to it, right? There's something in your heart that says, I want to go here. I want to learn more. I want to dive more deeply into this. So it's the same dynamic whether you're plowing through Aquinas with a warm heart or whether you're encountering Christ on the streets with a warm heart. If it's an authentic encounter, it's going to draw you more deeply and then it will spread out. It will spread out into the great intellectual tradition. It will spread out into the great works corporal mercy and justice, but it's going to start with an attraction. And so just a little spiritual exercise maybe for each one of us here is just to ask yourself, where is the attraction in my heart? And maybe it's to a person and that's beautiful. Maybe it's to a cause. Maybe it's to an action. Don't just limit it to one thing. What's your top three list? And let's be brutally honest, sometimes attraction isn't just to what is most joyful and bouncing off the walls happy. We can be attracted to things that are very challenging or difficult if they're grounded in love. Sometimes the deepest attraction you'll find in someone is that commitment to a relationship with someone else who really is struggling or is in need. I think of parents who spend an entire lifetime caring for their children. I think of spouses in that relationship. I think of lots of people who are committed to challenging, difficult situations. That's an attraction too, and there's nothing macabre or dark about it. But start with the attraction. And then let that be the doorway into the relationship with God. What do I mean by that? I mean, when you go into prayer, pray through that experience. If it's a happy thing, before you say, oh, thank you, God, this is so wonderful, just spend some time telling God how you got there. Tell God how you met the person, 
Tell God how that relationship grew. Talk about how your heart was moved and drawn to this difficult situation when maybe everybody else said, I can't go there. Just like with other human beings, when we unpack a situation and lay it out on the table, that's the way we grow in knowledge of it, appreciation for it, and love. So try that with God if you haven't prayed that way. And if it's a difficult thing that you're drawn to, before you say, oh Lord, please heal this, please take this away, please change the world, just start by talking about why you're drawn. Maybe you're drawn through your grief. Maybe you're drawn through your confusion or your uncertainty. If you're on a journey to come more fully into the church, welcome to the club, because everybody here, I hope, is on that same journey. And just talk to the Lord about where the struggle or the confusion or the grief is. Believe me, that gospel story is not about simply, oh wow, Jesus has superpowers, he healed all these people, and shame on those other Samaritans or those other lepers. They should have come back and said thank you. If that's all it's about, then this is an Emily Post thing. Not that any of you know what Emily Post is, unless your hair looks like mine. But at the end of the day, what's laid out there is the dynamic. It starts with the realization and attraction. I can't look away. I can't pretend that I didn't hear this or know it or enter into it. And then we grow in the relationship. If you want to pray, start with your very human attraction.